720, number 32, right? 33. 33. 33. Wow. Oh, that's wow. a, yeah. That's Is it. it 33? Or yeah. Really? Wow. Would have been awesome. 34. Yeah. Getting there. Yeah, 33. Yeah, it would have been 34, right? But we had uh, technical difficulties. Oh, right. <laughs> Who did that? Who lost a whole podcast? <laughs> lost yeah, I wonder. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> um, we got, we're... We resorted to smoking minis, I guess. <laughs> so, if you guys can see uh, this little teeny joint, you might not size. be able to see. It might have to. I see thought, it I thought you didn't like pussies. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was what happened to that. That's, that's like what this whole like, thing that I was, <laughs> was going to start talking about. So, um, but yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess we're not going to get his. It's like a Virginia. If nobody gets high, <laughs> I'll take the blame for it. Pretty soon, we'll just start smoking hemp. Speaking so of which, what's in there? Um, this is, uh, I think, Protogem and Ghost Train. I think that's what I threw nice. his way. Since I wasn't here to uh, help facilitate <laughs> that, I think that's what I did. Yeah. I'll um, be willing to bet money we all get a bigger rip off of it, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wonder, yeah. is yeah. it the... You start it. The per, the you start it, because I'll it? probably take mm-hmm. four or five hits and smoke that whole joint down. <laughs> <laughs> Just lighten. <laughs> so... <laughs> we'll see if it boats at all. Uh, it's well, she lit it. It starts out. Stuff. Look, it starts out with the. Well, I didn't she, do it. Uh, I didn't do she, it. I did regular, and then it just like. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't the um, pre-podcast dessert was pretty, pretty goddamn good. delicious. Oh yeah, always is. Why do you enjoy yeah. it? Chocolate's always a win. Yeah, I like how it's like, oh, I didn't have any icing or, and then I, the all I had was strawberries, and it's like the best part. Oh, yes. it's like, I, oh I just like I was made ready a to go. strawberry reduction. Out of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I made a coolie. Yeah. It was bitter. I know that some people have a hard time with bitter chocolate, and then there's zucchini in there. So I'm like, okay, what can I do to soften this up a little bit, well, but not just add sugar, you know, like powdered sugar. I'm like, oh, I got frozen berries. Job for all your Jeez. faults that are way, way, way too many for us to list here. That is not one of them. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm slowly chipping away. <laughs> you are moving up. That's why we keep giving you extra minutes on the podcast. Oh. It's like that explains it. I was wondering about it, but now you answered that. Thank you. Can I get her like a timer, right? right. Or like a word counter, just yeah, how many, just a word right. number. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Apparently, I sucked at this. Oh See? man, it is See? running like yeah, a boat. Bits boating. Yeah, it's like a canoe. <laughs> like a it is cross country runner. <laughs> That's what I think. Well, I don't know. Chad rolled this like just the other day we were hanging out and he rolls this big old like the the cones. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I mean, as he's grinding it up and breaking it up to me, it looks like it's going to be this like just, you know, how you have a joint sometimes where there's like pockets in it and Mm -hmm. shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It looks like that. That's at first. And Mm -hmm. then he rolls it up and it's this big old fat ass cone that's mm. like perfectly rolled mm. it's like those mm. old school guys maybe we can, should have I know a guy that does that us, like have a rolling class there you go with Chad with Chad the, maybe the we can have him here as a guest yeah I know the guy I know that can do a cone can do the cross joint oh yeah uh-huh. like two uh-huh. 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 you can do that yeah. Yeah. the cross tried. joint just mm-hmm. take way too long it's not worth it <laughs> the trifecta yeah. you know, smoke coming in isn't that <laughs> 
how it went. Chad's funny because um, he's like an OG, right? I, I mean, when I first, because I've known those guys for, I don't know, maybe 15 years now or so. And um, I thought Chad was this like really like, you know, not breaking the rules kind of guy, not really straight edge. Yeah, just straight up. I mean, always a super nice guy, but I would always go into uh, this place, Taste of Thailand with Aaron and Mm. um, Winnipeg worked there. And that's how we met, you know, her and Chad, right? right? And so she uh, would be working there a lot or else I'd go there and eat. That's and the so, place right down here on Broadway? Well, it, Broadway. it's down uh, in Broadway and Evans now. But okay, it used yeah, to be yeah. right by Swedish, by my old gym. Like, okay, it was right yeah. down the street. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'd go in there, and I'd be reeking of weed and just smoking and high as hell. And then I'd see Chad Winnipeg. I'd be like, oh, shit, oh, shit. I don't <laughs> want them to know, right? And meanwhile, like, Chad can, you know, I didn't know this, but right. the guy can smoke me under the table. Every, like, little venture that I've gone on with him, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always the guy that's, like, getting people to smoke. And when I'm with him, man, I'm like, dude, I got to stop. <laughs> it just keeps going. But you couldn't tell from looking at him. Yeah, he's uh, very, like, relaxed. Yeah. He's always relaxed, yeah. I think. Well, I feel like if I talked to that guy for five minutes, if he was even remotely like he is now, I'd be like, this guy is the biggest stoner ever. He seems heady. He just seems heady. Well, I think he's but, let it out more. Yeah. Because this was all pre legalization and then pre even when it was legalized it still wasn't really accepted the culture is really starting to open up this is when you also didn't want people this is when I didn't want people to know and um, so yeah it was that whole game but Chad's one of those guys he's like one of those creepers you know like that is really good at things but you can't really necessarily tell from the outside that's cool. I like that. I mean, he's a really good snowboarder. Really? Yeah, he's really nice. good. Seems like I trained with him a couple times. Dude. Yeah, he's really strong, like, um, coordinated. Well, I guess him and Winneba do a lot of, like, outdoor activities. Yep. So that makes sense. It's funny, though, when... You know, because I'm a pretty good judge of people's abilities. Like, I, I failed on yours because um, I thought when you were starting out, I even had this discussion with your mom. Is that right? Yeah, I was like after a month, I think, that you were training here, I met your mom and, you know, got to where I was talking with her pretty good. I guess I right. met her before. Sure. And I'm like, man, I was just surprised because I thought mm-hmm. that you were this, like, just timid mm-hmm. fucking dude, right? Right. Anybody want to hit this anymore? Okay. <laughs> that crush did work pretty good, fun. though. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, do you, you think, weren't like that from the beginning, you, though. Right. You think you, you're pretty good, though, otherwise at judging At people. assessing people's abilities. Uh, like, I, I can so, assess pretty good, um, like, where I think someone has... Athleticism. Athleticism, mm-hmm. strength, uh, You can kind of tell anger. how someone moves. Mm-hmm. What yeah. do you right. need to be able to discern that? Like, just by seeing them, or do you need to watch them do things? Well, I think both. So, like, when I would put, you know, like when I was a corner for people, what I would try to get them to do is to feel what someone's intentions were. So what I would do is I would put my hands out far enough where I could feel their strikes. You know, 
I'm pretty good at getting out of strikes, so I wasn't too worried about somebody just, you know, knocking me out with a with a first shot or something like that. But if I could feel their touch on me, a lot of times you can kind of tell their intention, right? So if someone's just sitting in and throwing crisp punches, well, their intention isn't to just overwhelm you typically, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just come in and mad dog you and uh, fucking mm-hmm. just go for balls, right? They're throwing crisp calculated punches. They're gonna be moving around a little bit. They're gonna be probing, finding their angles, finding their rhythm, and those punches are just kind of breaking you down until they can open you up. So you know if someone's like that, they're a little bit more tactical, a little bit more you know, methodical fighter. You feel that first shot and it's like someone's trying to take your head off well, you know this person's going to be, you know, a lot more emotionally driven. They're going to be a lot more aggressive. They're going to be overcommitting. Doesn't mean that they're less dangerous, but you know what so, I'm saying. It's like there's going to be opportunities that the guy who's sitting there calculated and crisp, mm-hmm. you know, isn't necessarily. So in the same way, you could you think you could throw out feelers and judge a person's character, mm-hmm. like um, outside of fighting. Outside of fighting. Like, well, you, you ask them questions, you like, you kind of, you know what I mean? Because I, I often think, I don't know what you guys think, I think I'm a bad judge of people. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't tell what people are really like. Yeah. Like, I have a hard time with that. See, you I, know, people surprise I, me. I, I would you too. know, I get surprised. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't expect that. I would say you that know? about mm-hmm. me, too. Like, I, I think in a fighting threat manner, it, like, in that manner, like, I don't know about manipulation threat. You, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'm saying, yeah. like, fighting without you know getting deep into it i think i'm pretty good at telling that mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yeah when it starts to get into that man there's an art to yeah. really understanding people and right um yeah what motivates them mm-hmm. See, i think what i have think? a bigger strength with reading people in the outside mm-hmm. world than uh, like coming in here i was really surprised with a lot of people just like <clears throat> i don't know not like uh not that I thought I was going to come in and roll anybody necessarily. I knew I was going to come in and struggle and get my ass kicked. But when you really start getting into the mud with certain people and you you think like, I don't know, I just know my own drive, right? Like I know that I, I know I thrive in pressure. Like I know when I let maybe a deadline get a little bit too close, I'm going to do better at that project because mm-hmm. I only have a certain amount of time and I have to be ultimately focused on that. I, I need that too. I need that. <clears throat> so like when I go on the mat, sometimes I I'll, I'm, I, I might not always be cognitively aware of it, but I, I'll like to put myself in a slightly disadvantaged position sometimes just to see if I can get out of it. But I, I think like sometimes I think I'm going to have the endurance to, to – make somebody's will give out and then they just fucking fight through the mud and like her on it, it, like a, a lot of times where I feel like I'm getting a choke in deep and you you just won't tap Dude, and, you and gotta then, fucking break her neck yeah and before I know it her legs are coming up around my head and before I know it, she's got my back and I'm like what the fuck just happened and that shit it surprises me every time not I mean I know she's gonna do it I know she's capable of it now but it's mm. still it's like damn like that was it, mm-hmm. you know where the hell did that come from like I, I most people would want to give up in that moment and but as far as the outside world goes like i grew up my mom being a, a counselor my brother went to school for psychology like it just kind of like was a hmm. thing in the family as far as mental health and everything went but i got real good at reading body language and part of that was 
growing up in you know bad parts of Pueblo and having to read situations on the regular I can remember being as young as like five years old and my dad just pounding into my head be aware just that was mm-hmm. some he always yeah, to this, I need day, that. Like, to this my son, day he like, still tells me that I was walking with my son recently I mean it's probably a couple of years ago at this point but yeah. there was this drunk out of control dude on the street and I just got this sense from this dude and we're walking behind him and he's walking so slow that we're gonna pass this guy yeah and so I'm like, you know, just seeing if Phoenix is aware at all. He's not, you know, but not to interrupt. But yeah, no, like yeah. I, I, I want him to, He's you know. Like, yeah, and as dude, we passed him, I was like, yo, like, did you see that like guy? That. I told him. I was like, look at that guy. Like, you know, no no offense or whatever, but, you know, you got to be aware of people like that. You got to be aware of everything. You know? and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that takes mm-hmm. training, and that's, you know what I'm saying? It takes yeah. either being in the real-world environment of it or practicing it mm-hmm. and you know right. but yeah. it takes but i do find personally that i do i'm also like i misread people like we're saying like especially with intent sometimes you know what i mean like i don't notice as much like when someone's gonna like do some shady shit you mm. know what i mean my, my spidey sense could, could use some tuning or something like that do you feel pretty <laughs> good about that I think uh, I think nine times out of ten, my gut instinct with that's usually pretty right, and it's not like mm-hmm. I gut. just see somebody and I'm mm-hmm. like this shady. Like I, right. it takes me a minute to assess the situation, and most of that is reading body language and mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. people. It's cool you but, say gut too. Like you've heard that that the, yeah. there's actually neurons in your gut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of like the second uh, brain, or some even say the first brain. Right, right. Maybe yeah. it even like that computes first my problem right. is uh, trusting my gut sometimes yeah, like where my second yeah piece, right? yeah right. There, there are a lot of is it like how do you know what's your gut that's what mine will be sometimes i'll have a few voices in my head yeah. and i'm like which one's my gut you know what i mean like you know what i'm saying like i get confused <laughs> and then you're like oh are you just being paranoid <laughs> like, <laughs> right <laughs> right exactly yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It might be yeah yeah yes yeah. yeah well that mm-hmm. i mean that's part of like analyzing it is like like I'm, I'm not gonna name names, but I have uh, a friend that like I'm cool with now. But there was a point where he was like getting down and out, you know. And I knew, I knew he was involved in some shady shit. I knew just by him coming around me that he was, he, he would lie a lot, you know. He would, he would tell me, um, I don't know. He, he would try to build me up in a way to like I think protect any suspicion against him. Like he would just mm-hmm. be overly nice to me, and uh, and I had heard from other friends that he was like stealing from people and shit and i so i knew i you know i knew there were things going on but i i started to sense that he might be trying to get one up on me or something at some point and i invited him to come stay with me in denver to get away from all the shit in pueblo you know i was like maybe if he has a weekend away he'll be good the moment he got to my place i knew like i gotta keep eyes on this kid and yeah i was like what the fuck did i do and and when the weekend was over, my wallet was missing. Oh, no and shit. 80 huh? bucks went, went gone, and then he went ghost, and I didn't, and I was like, fuck, I knew, like, I knew, like, and I even remembered, like, my room, my, like, leaving the room and my wallet being on the table, and I was like, I shouldn't have done that. Like, I had that thought, mm-hmm. and then it was gone, you know, and... Right, so you didn't trust yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, didn't trust the feeling. The but, yeah. Yeah. A few months went by, he admitted it, we made Could have been a lot have, worse. Yeah. Right. Could have been way worse. He's <laughs> like, yeah, dude, I stole your shit. Oof, man. Yeah. He admitted it? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Is, uh, well, he got stabbed, and then uh, he got stabbed like seven times in front of a 7-Eleven, and, you know, I went to go check on him regardless <laughs> yeah. of what had happened, and uh, mm-hmm. that was when he was like, I think all the remorse started coming back, and yeah. he, you know. Especially if you go check on yeah, him. If you yeah, if yeah, yeah. And exactly. he probably knows that you know. Yeah. Oh, he knew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Hmm. Yeah. Do you think, though, that sometimes, like in that case where you didn't trust your gut, we do that because we're compelled to be nice and give the benefit of doubt? 100%. Like, culturally, we have this expectation. And then, you know, sometimes you might just go too far. Like, I have a similar situation right now. There's this person that will not stop contacting me or sending me things, even though I've asked her directly to stop contacting me. Like I didn't want to have anything to do with them, and they just, like I'm, I've become their live journal. It's kind of mm. weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, like they will send me messages as if they were writing an entry in their journal. So right. anyway. A bunch of personal stuff. But like, like I was mm. overly nice. And so I had the, like I wanted, even though I had noticed certain things about this person, I wasn't really, I was choosing to bypass them just for the benefit of doubt. And then I got a little too far and I'm like, oh, okay, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Need to stop it right now. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I heard someone talk about that. Like he was, I think it was on a Sam Harris podcast. It was like a, he was like a, he had been a bodyguard for like, you know, you know, famous people or whatever. Mm-hmm. And was trained in it. And he said that people do that, especially women. They'll like have that gut feeling before they get in an elevator that's like empty with only one dude. And they'll be like, oh, I don't want, I shouldn't be judgmental. I shouldn't be racist. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be whatever. Right, because they have that feeling, and they're like, yeah, and then they their mind turns it off, right? But it does get overactive too. So, yeah, well, like yeah. with the the um, the Karens, mm-hmm. I hate saying that because again, I know some super cool Karens that are actually named Karen. Yeah, yeah, actually named Karen. Yeah, so <laughs> it's always unfortunate when a name. Yeah, right, yeah, right. A, yeah. but like those. Remember, Types, like yeah. pre pre COVID, there was a kind of a few of those. There was the um, New York City, the dog like, walker, the dog walker. That one's complex too. If you yeah, like heard about that, he one. was a like, pretty big dude, and, and he was like, yeah, there was a this and complex. What he, what he said to her, yeah. like, uh-huh. if yeah. he would have said that to me, I, we would have been. Fucking he said fight. he was going to poison the dog, right? He, he didn't say he was going to yeah, poison the dog, but he. There was, I you could have. very easily be insinuated by what okay. he said, uh-huh. right? I, I can't remember right. exactly, but I remember when right. I was reading it, it's like, you know, yeah. I was telling Aaron, I was like, well, if somebody said this to you and you told me about that, I'd be mm-hmm. fucking out on the lookout for some dude like this. Just, okay. yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Because to me, it sounded like he, he was, was shady gonna, at the very like least. Like he was going to fuck up the dog. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so. Uh-huh. Why was that? I don't even remember. So there was like this Wait, part of, it was like a park. I don't know if it was Central, 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 Central Park. park. Yeah, and yeah. there's this part of the park that's like the most wild part of the park. And oftentimes people are alone there and there's no dogs. Mm-hmm. And so you could let your dog off the leash. But it's illegal there because people like to go there and bird watch. And so this guy was there bird watching, mm-hmm. right? Oh, right? And then he sees her dog off the leash. And then who knows what actually happened. Mm-hmm. You know, but it seems like, yeah, he was he was saying some shady shit to her, but maybe who knows what she was doing. Yeah, right. I mean, we don't you know? know anything that led up to yeah, that point when right. they started It is recording. interesting that, but I don't know, did you have a point? On, I mean, on, as far as uh, Karens. Oh, oh yeah, right, just, right. I was using that as like what they, that was kind of that rash of Karens, right? Because remember then there was oh, like. Oh, because they like overactive, they have like an overactive mm-hmm. fear. So right. They, and, well, yeah. well, there was the grill, remember the. Uh, um, it was the black family that was 
barbecuing oh, in yeah. <laughs> you know a park was like you don't have a permit or and so there was a, uh, there was kind of several of those things right there was the chick that there was like a little girl selling water <clears throat> do you remember that one uh-huh. this little black girl selling water uh-huh. outside on the street and uh, someone some white lady was like you have a permit to sell on the street <laughs> it was like some shit like that you know yeah. and uh, they got her on video and everything yeah yeah there's so, been some mm-hmm. You see the recent one where the chick freaks out and uh, it's like um, Bath and Body Works. Uh, it's like a place. I think it's um, what, what's the place? The lingerie. Uh, uh, Victoria's Victoria Secret. Yeah, yeah. That Same one. Difference. Right, and she like throw. She like starts screaming and has like a panic and lays on the floor. Lays on the floor. Like, floor. You haven't seen this one? No. It's maybe yeah. the one of the funnier ones. It's like a Hispanic lady filming her that she's yelling. I think she's a black lady. She's Spanish. Is it, is she whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. She's, she's of ethnic background. It's <laughs> right. a lady of color yeah. and a white lady yeah, on the sure. ground freaking out. But yeah. she's like mm-hmm. running around the store like, she's chasing me, she's chasing me. And she's like screaming bloody, oh, screaming bloody murder yeah. for her life. And like, So there was like some altercation. Like the white lady may have like right at the beginning had something like she's gonna hit the other lady and then she turns on her phone and then that the white lady all of a sudden just freaks out she like starts crying she's like freaking out covering her face she starts screaming and she ends up on the ground like throwing a hissy like a little toddler or something Mm -hmm. and like yeah it's a trip yeah Yeah. it's a trip Um, some people are just fucking crazy I think that is a lot of it yeah there's a lot Uh, of mental illness especially right now yeah. So yeah. And what, what does it take? On. I think about that. Like, what does it take to to complain? Like, I had a, I have a video up on uh-huh. my on YouTube of me doing like uh, this certain technique, this art thing. Uh-huh. And it's not even anything. It's just me doing it. I was like, <laughs> it's a hard one to find any videos on. I should at some point even make some how tos or whatever. Um, but they're hard to find, so it's like I was doing one anyway. So I was like, why don't I just put this online? And it has like some Singalese like drum music on it. Um, by this guy in Undaya Rose. You should take this, this drum music. It's insane. Rose. Yeah, it's it's hard to spell. Okay. Yeah. Um, doo-doo. That's what it is. Yeah, D-O-U-D-O-U. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, so someone complained. They left me a comment this morning. I like the video, but the music is horrible. I have to mute it every time I watch it or whatever. So I don't give a fuck, then mute it. Like, why yeah. even tell me? You know what I mean? Like, why even, you know what I mean? So what is that urge that makes people, like, say shit? Cortisol. Well, yeah. Yeah, well but, first of all, like, they're not doing it in person, right? So they, right. there's that it's difference. It's anonymous. So, yeah. Uh, it's readily available anytime right. they want it. So yeah. they can just... You know, uh, obsess yeah. over it. It is interesting that the, maybe the online environment does make you want to talk shit to people. It makes you want to be like, I guess you suck. Be a perk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I that's a part so. of it. But Karen's, it's in person. It takes a little bit extra to, yeah. in someone's face, be like, put on a mask or do yeah. the thing you're supposed to do in this place <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> you know, I can never do that. My favorite are people who talk about an experience that they just had, like they were. Uh, they had a mask on, but the other person didn't, you mm. know, and then they had an exchange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they didn't film that part, but then they're just complaining about it on a video and posting it online. Yeah, you see a lot of those, too. That's yeah. right. This just happened to yeah. me. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> I haven't had anybody say shit to me about 
not wearing a mask. I haven't. Yeah, and I haven't been a lot of the time. Like you, you know, it says like strongly suggested or whatever. But there's like half the people aren't, if not more. It seems like seventy percent aren't. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, then I won't. And nobody says anything. And I mean, if we see that, couldn't we treat that as like the gut feeling of what's happening right now? I I have been. Yeah, that's interesting because I have been trying to gauge things, and I do do it like through my gut feeling about what everybody else is actually mm-hmm. doing because it is different than what everybody says is going on yeah. yeah whatever you see that's going on is a lot less like afraid and and you know what i mean at least a lot more like let's get on with our lives kind of a kind yeah. of so vibe. so check yeah. this out these quotes that i brought yeah, nice. are really this is kind <laughs> of a good lead into this um so i've been you know I'm really down on what's going on with our society, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. see it from the what the president's decision was in Afghanistan, that horrible shit, to how people are reacting to COVID, to all of this fucked up you know, stuff. And I think it's because people are becoming pussies. I mean, I'll say that straight up. Um, and I know that some people agree with that, some people don't. But this whole like liberal mindset right now is really kind of fucked up. And so I think I was pulling up some quotes that I think show um, where our mindset has gone to. And, you know, they they kind of exemplify things that are happening right now. And maybe not from an overtly positive way, but with a positive message underlying, right? And that's kind of changed. But this first one is young people are socialized to feel fragile and overawed by uncertainty. And as a result, the defining feature of the current Western 21st century version of personhood is its vulnerability. Although society still upholds the ideal of self-determination and autonomy, the values associated with them are increasingly overridden by a message that stresses the quality of of human weakness. And if vulnerability is indeed the defining feature of the human condition, it follows that being fearful is the normal state. Mm. It sounds like it'd be from like the coddling mind, like height, you know, that book. Mm-mm. The Coddling of American Mind. Okay. The Coddling mm-hmm. of American Mind. Who's, who's it by? Jonathan Haidt. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Right. It's like that kind of sentiment. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's interesting. Um, I mean, this makes me think of this bigger. I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe we should stay on like the actual quote. Um, what do you guys kind of think? Do you see that as being so true? vulnerability? Uh, oh yeah. So self determination. That part was interesting. Self determination and autonomy are the, so, they're still around as values, but they're really you know right. like although society like still upholds the ideal of mm-hmm. self determination and autonomy. Yeah. The values associated with them are increasingly overridden by a message yeah. that stresses the quality of human weakness. So, so what I'm seeing is, is this, like, and this is something I've been learning from doing this, actually, honestly, mm-hmm. and a lot of the interactions we've had about violence and, and harm and strength and stuff like that. Um, so, like, you got fragility on one end, mm-hmm. right? And then you got anti-fragility on the other, mm-hmm. right? You know what that means? Like... Um, not only does something not break you, but it makes you stronger, mm-hmm. which is like maybe a natural state of like everything that's alive. Like being alive 
organisms, if you get a little bit of stress, they, they get stronger, better at what they're doing or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but you also have like this other side of things like, so it's caring, right? It's like, so I see this as saying, you know, you know, one side says caring, the other side says personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. There's some like opposing value there. Does that make sense? Like, and, and even like, do you like, think it's a real value or do you think it's a perceived value? I do think, I think it's, it's perceived. I think it's real. <coughs> really? I think it's real. And so, and, yeah, what, yeah. and what would be like the um, so so the the highest maybe form of you could say compassion, mm -hmm. empathy, caring, um, motherliness. Maybe that's like a mother archetype mm -hmm. is in there too. You know, there's a lot of powerful value in all of those things right sure. and maybe they're even harder to get at like mm -hmm. so we've talked about like the virtue of selfishness right mm -hmm. that Ayn Randian idea yeah. which is like self-responsibility sure. again I mean those they're all they're aligned but then there is this other one that's like a selflessness mm -hmm. and, and and there is value in that I think that I have a harder time like getting at but do you in right. these, like logical and, and conversations I think, I think it's physically like harder and I think it's mentally harder to get at, right, yeah. conceptually. But this is where I think that it's a perceived idea of them being in opposition than a real idea. And mm -hmm. that's because to get to what you're saying, to get to that selflessness, you first have to establish you as the individual to be able to provide whatever yeah, service yeah, skill yeah. whatever that you are and to it's, give and away, it's more often right? misinterpreted mm -hmm. right like something that's caring is often virtue signaling yeah yeah you know i mean something like that like you think you're like oh i care because i did whatever i mean there's a lot of that online obviously but even in like people's lives like like just because someone says a lot about social justice or something like that you know, doesn't do mean the, right, right, right. Well, so it's like you know, well, even it's if often. their intentions are good, right? So I had this conversation the other day with a couple people from here, and they were talking about Singapore. Okay, hmm. so when we were talking about Singapore, we were talking about kind of the social justice movement and reform and things that were going on in Singapore. Just in mm -hmm. the okay. world, and then Singapore okay. was brought into the conversation. Okay. Yeah. And so one of the things that I was saying to my understanding of Singapore, is Singapore is kind of like the financial hub of Southeast Asia, right? That's where okay. business goes through. There's a lot of business that hmm. goes into Singapore. There's a lot of commerce. Um, but in this conversation that we were having as Singapore was brought in, it was more brought in for the rules and the, um, you know, like laws that govern that city that make it desirable and safe for people to want to invest business in there and, and do business through there, right? Okay. And so as we were talking about that, we were talking about then what's happening in inner cities here in America. And so the idea that we use Singapore as a model of a successful venture, right, from for Southeast Asia well, you say, why do people invest and why do they run currency and, you know, just business through Singapore? Why is that that financial kind of business hub? Because it's safe for people to do business there, right? It's okay. desirable. So then when you look at this, like defund the police 
movement, right, that social justice warriors are pushing. And they're pushing it because of the perceived unfairness of what's happening to minorities. And it's perceived because the data doesn't support it, but the perception does support it. So, well, you know, that's, deep, a, that's deep, a deep argument, going, right? Yeah, yeah. But those are the truths. The data doesn't support. Well, it's like also true that like so many people are in jail and so many dads are gone. There's this reality that's there. Maybe the diagnosis is wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a different data from what we're talking. That's a a larger. Oh, you mean the police stuff? Talking about the police stuff. Correct. Correct. The the police killings. The police killings. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, what you got to look at is people aren't going to invest in those communities. They're not going to invest in putting businesses there and bringing commerce through there yeah, if you, there's not safe. what happened in Singapore, right? Where you have pretty strict laws. You've got a lot of, you know, um, policing of those laws. So you got to put more thought into uh, yeah. this idea than saying, safe, right, yeah, than saying yeah, defunding. Ordered. And so the social justice warriors, they have a good idea. Who doesn't think that Black people shouldn't be in jail just because of their skin color and that they shouldn't be shot by police. I don't think there's anybody besides very small Sociopaths. fractions of groups that might think that, right. <laughs> right? So then if we go into the logic of things, you've got to break it down. So their good intention, right, the good intention of not wanting black people to be shot or whatever, it still doesn't help out their situation because nobody's going to invest in there without the reality that you need to have more police. I don't want more police in my neighborhood, yeah. but so, there's not a lot yeah, of crime yeah. in my neighborhood. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. so you make them have, safe. Yeah. So you have this gesture to be caring and supposedly selfless, but then what happens is problems are misdiagnosed and solutions don't actually make sense mm-hmm. because you don't know what the actual illness is. And that's and, what this is talking about mm-hmm, though, because mm-hmm. it's like yeah, right. to feel fragile. So, that is all done off of feelings, right? It's all done off of, you know, this emotion. So I was listening to this guy and I forgot his name, but he's Asian. And he put this book out recently. And I, I wish I would have come with more information on that. But um, one of the things that he's saying, he's like, well, the only place that he saw racism was in the elite Ivy League colleges because he graduated from one, right? Mm-hmm. But you know how they've been trying to minimize um, the number of Asian applicants mm-hmm. that get accepted. Yeah. So otherwise, he's like, Asians are a minority group and we're doing far better than most other groups per yeah. capita, right. right? And so when he was asked why, mm-hmm. he said because we have a strong family ethic, mm-hmm. right? The strong family structure and good work ethic and are taught yeah. to save money. I think there's some cool stats about, it's not just about maybe a certain culture, it's also about immigrants mm-hmm. themselves. So there's a lot of the studies, stats that show like immigrants, I mean, I bet it's like, you know, more more on the Asian side of stuff, but for two generations, they tend to, their kids are like disciplined, you know, they mm-hmm. do well in school, they open small businesses, like there's a lot of data that shows that it's like, you know, and then it's for two generations and then it might even, even it might slack then, mm-hmm. De- not not depending on any culture. Because that's thing. where you start to, but that's where this kind of shit it's starts to happen, uh-huh. vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? It's funny, like, just that idea, have you guys heard that idea? You know, and a lot of people 
talk about being vulnerable. Like, it's okay to cry in public and that kind of fucking shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, or it's important to be vulnerable. Yeah, to show your vulnerability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, even, and I fucking, you know, I'm totally down with Joe Rogan. I think he's awesome. But he even says that fucking stupid shit sometimes. I think it's fucking ridiculous right. to say, you know, crying well, in public. It's, it's like, <laughs> you can, <laughs> but you can fucking do it, but you don't have to, like, put your emotions out there on your sleeve. I mean, mm. fuck. B, this is the problem, is that when you see that happening, you know, think of the level that Joe Rogan operates at, right? He trains hard still. He's a good fighter. He's got a lot of experience. He's around a lot of fucking really good guys. So he keeps motivated. So when you got somebody like that, that starts to put that fucking vulnerability out there now think of this the average person isn't even fucking close to that so their vulnerability then is Mm. this fucking Mm. whale's vagina you know what I'm saying so there's a difference so but that's the thing that so you're recognizing that like there is a good way there is a value in being vulnerable yeah, it's how you interpret that, and what you know. What I mean, is it like real? Again, is it real vulnerability, or is it people just like being like? Uh, if you're confident in yourself, you know it exists. You don't need mm-hmm. to fucking show it that you're mm-hmm. vulnerable. If somebody right. thinks that you're a fucking badass, okay, fantastic. You don't need to be like, but I've got dimension to my character. Mm-hmm. Everybody fucking knows. You can hear him. I can hear Joe Rogan and understand that, man, this guy is deep. He likes to so, belittle so himself sometimes by saying he's dumb, right. you know, and, but he's fucking talented. He's deep. Oh, yeah. You can, you get then that without that. That's like, to me, that fucking Lizzo Bopo stuff, mm-hmm. right? And I think Lizzo's talented. I mean, she's, she's bad talented as music's fuck. dope. Yeah. But I this, was actually disappointed once I started looking her up on Instagram. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, oh, it's okay to bad. really be this way. It's like, look, but, but most people check this don't out, think it's not. Can you still they like just, her music, though, even though you don't like her? <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. I do. But what about this? Like, it's the same thing when we talk about the devouring mother, that you can overly care for people and then hurt them, right? If mm-hmm. you don't want your kid to you know a mom that like shelters the kid and that's what that coddling of the american mind and that's what causes that stuff yes so that does have mothering's good and great and then to a point or caring is good and great but then there's some line where you start to hurt right but the same thing definition of caring because okay but but let me make this point (laughs) i could argue i think that the same thing exists on the masculine end or the unfeeling end like there is a value to teaching someone to control their emotions while they're like doing work or like, you know, I mean, there's I, I don't know how the best to say that there's there's a, a huge value in that. But if done overboard, you can like start to push it down. And it becomes like cancer or some shit. Well, right. You know I mean? There's like, a difference can, between there is a suppressing yes. and there's a difference yes. between but what I'm being able is, to coexist exactly. and, so, and work with yeah, it. Because I, I agree with this quote and the sentiment that somehow the, the culture's gotten weaker. Um, the kids, everybody like tattletales rather than like take care of their own shit. It's not right. even somehow it's, it's like, overt. It's overt. Yeah, yeah. The I, I, data for the mask for kids it's so questionable. It's so questionable. It's so yeah. debatable, right? And yes. when you won't have a debate, 
Mm-hmm. That tells you something right there. Kids mm-hmm. have such a low risk for this virus and the consequences of being masked have a very high risk for other types of problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, but people are just, just but you can get confused. You can get confused about what we're talking right? about though. Like, Cause I completely agree. And that's, what's interesting about having this conversation. Cause so the caring uh, value is mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. is, is highly out of balance right now. Mm-hmm. This caring thing. Right. And, 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 and it's, and it's like a false caring. So it's yes. hard to actually talk about the two values. You know, I, I got a story like I, I'm with, I'm with my mom the other day and we're in the car and she brings up Ibram Kendi and, and I was, and she, so there's these two other kids that she watches once <laughs> in a while and they had read him and they like him. And my mom said, um, well, they should have been my kids cause they're political. And I was like, you mean because they agree with you, you know? And then, and then I was like, you know, she said something about the book, the anti-racism book. And then I'm like, well, to me, maybe I'm more of a 1960s anti-racist. Like, I, I agree more with like MLK and like late Malcolm X and stuff like that than mm-hmm. than I do with the new stuff, you know? The new I, stuff even is like all based even on like Frederick Douglass and all that old mm-hmm. shit, right? So that's what I said. And then, you know man, she gets really upset and she's like, he didn't mean it that he, you know, it's taken out of context that the MLK quote, the, the you should judge based on character rather than color, skin. She says, oh, it's all out of context. We've taken that out of context. And it's this weird thing where like that value, it's such a well said statement in like a small sentence. That's like, you know, that's like almost as like golden rule type stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's so well said. Um, and, and and I know she herself and everybody else that grew up then believed in that for 30, 40 years. Like it made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And then now there's some like twist to that idea. The absurdity is mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is all it's doing is switching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, for sure. And then, and, but, the, but it's still racism. Yes, yes. That, but that's yes. the thing. I, I see it that way. That uh-huh. they don't understand or so or here's get. Yeah, And here's the added angle as then she was like, um, uh, She's, I, I don't remember the sentence because it was a little, you know, she was like a kind of upset, but it was about caring. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to care, you know. And so there's that thing right there where it's like, so maybe here's another thing that that, that caring thing does to people is it makes you misinterpret the world like drastically because mm-hmm. it's almost like some people and, you know, I'll take it away from my mom or whatever, but people that think that stuff, they're so afraid to come in contact with the idea that counters it. It's like because that's why you get upset. You're like, ah, I'm not. Even, I can't talk about it. Like it's all about the COVID stuff. I can't talk about. It. I can't. You know what I mean? And it's like this weird thing like that. So that's different though. But as far as like the uh, social justice stuff and that kind of stuff, you know, it's like because of the caring thing. So then it's all they, tied to the same fucking line of horseshit though. It's yeah, all yeah, tied yeah. to it. It's so here's another one by the same author. Yeah, I just want to say real quick though one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're advertising the um, variant of the season as something that does affect children a lot more, so that's why they're making them. So mm-hmm. that's what. Yeah, and I that's said well, well, that's what's that's what they're advertising. Two weeks ago, yeah. Fauci had said that only at-risk people will be, you know, like. Um, needing the booster shot mm-hmm. now the white house is endorsing booster shots mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so 
What do you think? You got the, what's the next one? Epsilon? Is that the next? The barrier? Is that another barrier? But listen to this. So yeah, this yeah. goes along with what we're talking about by the same author. Okay. Relieving people of the burden of freedom in order to make them feel safe is a reoccurring theme in the history of authoritarianism. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I think, this is why this argument in my mind is complete fucking bullshit. And it's lazy on the liberal side of, you know, you just got to care. Well, okay, but let's define what caring is. Because I'll define what caring is for, you know what I'm saying? Mm. For me, Mm -hmm. right? So think about, you know, when I think about what I'm trying to do here, what I'm trying to do is help people become stronger become tougher i had to mm-hmm. go seek that out and, I and got, it is in some way the opposite of this caring thing what do you mean in some way in some way like i know you are caring for people but, and, and you care for yourself but to do it we stuff, care but, for people but, to develop the skills mm, to me i'm just mm, saying okay. it in my perception though, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is caring you help i agree div- give give people tools but if i just give you something what the fuck is that going to do that could very well harm mm. you versus help you it it sounds like a good gesture right you could give a person a fish or teach them to fish or teach them to fish it's unsustainable it's like you're not a mom you don't spoon Mm. feed your child and it doesn't work spoon feeding doesn't work yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. but look at what we're doing with the covid relief all of these relief things that have come out Mm -hmm. the um eviction freezes, all of those types of things. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that caring becomes authoritarian because you know, I don't know what takes that step though. Like you, you, you care can care. So much that we've seen this happen in, in yeah, parental yeah, yeah. situations well, too, you. though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the same thing happens with parents. Exactly, we yeah. see it happen on a small scale. Of, of yep. course, is what's happening right now. Like, and I, so the parents are the state or whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, but well, in in that yeah. relationship, if it's healthy. The parents are only that for a period of time as they're guiding that individual to take off on its own. When the state has that, it doesn't go like that. Mm-hmm. The it state becomes like a prison. doesn't they don't let get, like, you go. They want you to stay young, right? <laughs> yep. But that's why they push. Think about it. That's why they push all this fear narrative because fear is what kids, that's what affects kids. That's what affects the small it affects mind. all of us, right? No, you know, it doesn't. Not the but same it's, way. Like you can say, but way. I just mean it as it doesn't in the same way. You're right. right. But it's like that thing that can get under everybody's skin. Well, like right, being afraid. But, it's like a penetrating thing. It's a motivator for a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, really. it's well, right. I get mm-hmm. motivated to be more afraid, mm-hmm. or motivated to stand up and face your fears. There's right. two very different right. results that come out of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's this guy, I don't know if I said this last time, and it's a horrible fucking story, but it's been validated. So he was relatively overweight and then got obese so he could be first in line when they were doing the vaccine. So he could be in that first you know, high-risk tier. Yeah. I mean... What kind of mindset would do that? You know, that's the guy again who, if there's a fire and there's old ladies trying to get out and kids, oh shit, is that mine? <laughs> yep. Oh, fuck. Damn, I thought I turned it off. <laughs> Gonna have to put a pause in the video. Pause right. in the video, like a little music. <laughs> shit. You could just cut it out. Yeah. You know? 
But why not make fun of it? <laughs> Damn, stoner move. Well, I wasn't even high. It was a sober move. Right. If I was high at that point in time, that would have not, would never have happened. Absolutely not. Right. Yeah. All right, so getting back yeah. to this huge disappointment I have in this fucking mentality. I think it's horrible. I think it leads to very bad places. And then check this out. I think this one really was pretty important here. And this is um, an old quote by um, a, uh, I think he was a Roman scholar, Seneca. Maybe mm -hmm. he was longer mm -hmm. than that. Mm -hmm. But there is Greasy. no reason for you to think that any man has lived long because he has gray hair or wrinkles. He has not lived long. He has existed long, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what I think we're trying to do to people. I think that when you start to take away these... When you make people safe... And yeah, and the, mm -hmm. people's freedoms and ability to make their own choices out of fear. And again, what we're dealing with is insane. You can't have dialogue on this, but yet the Department of Homeland Security will put on their website that if you Oppose do not, COVID, you know, yeah, if you yeah. do not abide by those things, you're a domestic a terrorist. terrorist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's a pretty crazy thing. Well, there's some very mm -hmm. like debatable issues. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a lot of things to really debate here. It's not I, like, and what, what, what hinted me to what that means was back in 2020 when the riots were going on and then Trump was like, um, had some vans picking up protesters. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And nobody knew what that was happening. And then, the, but it ended up, they were just letting them out yeah, and like just... their names. But at that time, I don't know if Trump did or he was thinking about calling them terrorists. Mm -hmm. And Brett Weinstein, you know, and, and his wife did a, a podcast talking about the dangers of that. Yeah. Like what happens when you call someone a terrorist? Because here's right. another thing, you know, 2020 confronted me with everything like political and stuff. I never really thought about what that would mean to call someone a terrorist. And yeah. then now all of a sudden you can waterboard them and torture them. Right. Fucking, yeah, do, they do don't anything, have rights. Like it, it removes rules. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, Right. So uh, I mean, that's, Miranda rights, yeah. all of that stuff mm -hmm. is just so oppose COVID regulations. But so here's here's that thing, right? Because they perceive it as uh, a danger to people's safety. But to who such perceives it that way? The the state or whoever changed that rule, right? But there, like, but see, are they perceiving it that way, or mm -hmm. are they pretending? Because I want to think. I wanted to. I don't anymore. I wanted to think that. They just don't know what to do. But this is way fucking beyond that, man. There's it's, too many things. Yeah, but that, it's that value. It's like people, there is some separation with those two opposite values or whatever mm -hmm. between protecting people and, and that thing because that's also welfare and that's also free health care. Like all those things are part of that value system, mm -hmm. which does have a good side, right? I know it's like out of control right now, but I think it does have a good, and maybe it's necessary. And the conservative, like that's the balance, right? Mm -hmm. But it is like way out of control. And so when, and that's interesting how you get there, like how you can get to a dystopia by caring so much that you- But I don't you think know it's I mean? about like, caring, man. I think, I, I don't think our government cares. You cannot look at yeah, what they're doing care. and say care, yeah. they care. I mean, there is nothing, 
that by their actions was But that's caring. where safety comes from, right? Because so we can misinterpret words, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't think they the, the right interpretation of caring either. But let's say then it's from like, so what is the value? This is what I'm trying to get at mm-hmm. is that there is these two opposing things. And one side says safety and that becomes authoritarian control because the only way to actually keep people safe is to like control everything. You nerf the room, which is what happened to the kids, mm-hmm. right? We nerfed everything, yeah, and and then right, and then now they're like weaker as a result because you care too much. That, right. that kind and then of you value. instill things mm-hmm. like fragility and vulnerability right. in kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. fuck, that's that's crazy. You should have your daughter to be as confident and strong and capable as possible, just like you showed your son. And it mm-hmm. shouldn't be like this you know, dumbing shit down and demasculating everything in this whole like gender fucking fluid bullshit. Let them figure that shit out. You don't need to figure it out for them. And that's what we're doing. That's why I don't think this caring is caring. I think it's a very specific plan to fucking weaken us. I, I don't know about that. I don't know about but, that. Like, I think about, it happens to us. Like, we do it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like, if it goes out of Somebody's balance. Somebody's got to guide it, man. Somebody's got to guide it. It I, can't I, just mm. coincidentally, there can't be I don't know about this that. many coincidences that just keep popping up that know. weaken us. It's, I know. It's like hard over. to, either, yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> I, I'm with Eric 100%. I don't believe that anybody is caring in this scenario because if it, if it was, we would have heard at the beginning of the pandemic something about 70% of the country being overweight and obese and them telling us now's now's the time you should be taking care of your health, take your fucking vitamins, do what you got to do to protect your immune system. I still have not heard one mainstream source saying anything along those lines. And what I thought was weird was um, the way the censorship is happening on Facebook and Instagram and everything. You know, if you type in anything about the vaccine or whatever it is if it, if anything remotely goes against the narrative it gets flagged to the point where i saw yeah. somebody uh that was just talking they they shared a all they did was share share info saying that ivermectin could be a possible solution that's like literally all the post said and it got flagged and they got mm-hmm. they got yeah. banned from facebook for 30 days for saying that mm-hmm. um <clears throat> it's crazy so, so it, to me, if they were being caring, they would be trying to implement every possible solution instead of just the one that's making money for for mm. the big companies. But when you believe it to be true, like if all if like the way I'm seeing it is, yeah, there's like kind of two programs, it's two values, two mindsets, and on one side they see the truth as weakness, vulnerability, and fragility. Uh, but well, look at well, all that's the res- they don't see solutions. it like that. They don't see it like sure, that. Sure, they use those words, uh-huh. not weakness, but uh-huh. they use fragility and vulnerability in common well, speak. See, yeah, okay, well, yeah, I, I don't know. So it gets confusing <laughs> like when we're like throwing around all these different I, 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 words and I, I, stuff. I'm just going to, because I... But it's a mindset. It's not a... It's That's what I'm trying to I, say. I do think it's a mindset. It's, it's like you're, you're specifically making victims out of people and it becomes mm-hmm. cool fad necessary to be victimized and to be I, it has become know, that it has hurt become and that. to become mm-hmm. you know like i've been wounded right mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. fucking wounded you know right and all those fucking yeah, 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 crock yeah, yeah. of shit yeah. we've all been wounded but so here's the thing like i don't i don't want to just play this role but you know like i'm always <laughs> devil's <laughs> advocate you fucking liberal <laughs> <laughs> um 
Because I agree. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I agree with you. I think it's way out of balance. I think both in terms of social justice and COVID, my intuition is with COVID, I have a hard time reading. With social justice, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm so sure that it's way out of balance. With COVID, it feels that way. And I, you know, and I, I lean towards that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so, but here's, so here's the, the steel man, the other side is that is like dispossessed people. People use that word for that one running around mm-hmm. lately. Whatever that means. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Yeah, but, you know, uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Let's say, you know, because there's always people like, okay, Jordan Peterson, I heard mm-hmm. he put it recently. He was saying the conservative liberal, like how they balance each other mm-hmm. is like that there's a meritocracy, right? And, and that makes perfect sense. And uh, the best rise at the top and most of us are in the middle and we support the high, you know, and there's a hierarchy. But people end up on the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's like fucked up at the bottom. You know, I heard this in- interview the other day of just like just the snowball effect. Mm-hmm. And this guy was like working in like multiple, uh, like he worked at a hospital as a doctor, and then he worked at a building like across the street mm-hmm. with like the homeless or something like that. And just the stories, you know what I mean? And it's like none of these people's fault. And like people, like you got to think about people born with like an IQ of like sixty mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. shit like that. Like they have no. Like, what do they do? They end up homeless, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that value system, I don't, we could call it something else besides just caring because it is more than that. But it is that. Mm-hmm. It's the mother. And the father says, fucking strengthen up and stand up with your back straight, right? Yeah. But so, so, so that, so, and it's, the way I'm seeing it is, is that it is just out of control and out of balance, but it's there for a reason. And, I don't know. So I constantly, because my intuition goes towards your side of the, you know, especially right now, the people have to do it for themselves. Oh, oh man. My God. Yeah. <laughs> Just turn it off. Technical difficulties. Yeah. Right. Should be beat. So I guess we'll have to spar again because you fucking whooped my ass yesterday. <laughs> Who's that? Justin. What? That did not happen. Yeah, you got, you got a few happen. clean shots. <laughs> Lucky shots, you mean? Um... Yeah, it's fun to pick it up like that, though. Yesterday was fun. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been I've been digging some other angles of things mm-hmm. lately. I'm like seeing some more, like I was saying, the going on the inside. I'm like mm-hmm. seeing I'm I'm seeing more as an unconscious thought. Like I'm seeing where where your weight is somehow, mm-hmm. and that means like a hook's coming on this side. Um, there's even some intelligence in knowing that's like that body head move. At one point, you did that, and I saw it, mm-hmm. even on the inside, with, like, you know, gloves in my face, and, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. at some, like, you know... I heard this guy recently saying there's... Ah, maybe that's a, another topic, but he said there's, like, different ways of, like... There's different kinds of knowing. Mm-hmm. There's, like, the knowing that's, like, really focused on one yeah. thing. And then there's, like, this pulled-back knowing, right? Um, and then... Proprioception. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, that's where your body's in space, whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know. I've been noticing some of that so mm-hmm. far, which is cool. Yeah. It's like a different thing. Yeah, it's when you can uh, step out. Mm-hmm. Remember how we were talking about those layers of yeah. back where you can yeah. step out and view it? Yeah. And then and so, you can yeah. step out and view yeah, so that guy viewing yeah, yeah. that. So so this guy was saying this This is like an old, I don't know where it came from, like the Stoics or like the like in Greece or some shit. And they had this, it was like a spiritual practice. And what it was was stepping out and out and out. So it was like a pers- perspectival knowing, he calls it. This guy Verveke, John Verveke, mm-hmm. he's dope. He's on YouTube. But he's like a teacher. He teaches at the same school as Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. But that, so the, the thing is, is like, oh, you're having a hard day or whatever. And you're like in your own head. 
And, and if you describe your situation at that moment, or maybe he said, like, if you describe a situation almost any time, you're always thinking from that, I did this, it's happening to me, mm -hmm. I'm doing this, it's all, like, ego-centered. And so then you can, could you, like, describe also the house you're in and how the environment is interacting with you as well? It's not just you. It's other people and in the environment. And then you step out again and you see, uh, you know, your family, the city. You step out again, you see America. You step out, you see the Earth. You step out, solar system, galaxy, galactic cluster, fucking <laughs> however far you can go or whatever. Um, and that that was like a spiritual practice mm -hmm. that they would like do as like a meditation. They would sit there and like, and it's interesting because I, I had a, a good friend that was like this Native American dude. And he, when he would pray, he would do that. And I was like, there's something interesting about that. You know, he would start with like all the animals. They would say like the four legged creatures, the creatures of the water, creatures of the air. You know, there, there's like the systems of, and then the smallest living thing to like, you know, uh, to the largest living thing and then go out into the universe and I don't know I thought that was a pretty cool idea like so obviously like you get out of yourself and, and that helps right or you sometimes you say how try to put yourself in the other person's shoes and look at you Game perspective yeah but then to like take it out like that far is, is pretty interesting and then what matters like changes enormously Right. If you think that your flat tire matters as, when you're out looking at the earth, mm -hmm. it's like ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So, right? <laughs> you know, based on that. So this is what I was thinking, because I've been talking to a few people about this, where when I was saying I don't really have a bad day. Right. So I was thinking about how to describe that. I've been mulling that for a while. But that's the reason is because what happens to you in a day. I was, Aaron and I were talking about this recently um, and it could be shitty. But you don't have to close out with a bad day because you can look at it then from the next lens, right, mm -hmm. away and start oh, yeah, to problem solve. Oh, yeah, he was saying time, time was that, that too, to, to look at bigger things, scales of time, mm -hmm. right? Sorry, go on. Yeah, but that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's mm -hmm. the thing. You can see how things yeah. come together, how that mm -hmm. can benefit your next move, benefit your next, mm -hmm. you know, venture, your next challenge, your next struggle. Um, and so then when you, when you look at it from those step back positions, right? It's like, you've got to enjoy it. You're, you, you know what I'm saying? Because you get to experience it from not the fucking victim bullshit that we were talking about, right? You get to look at it from, okay, I got a say in what's going is on. Is that I've ego? Got, is that ego? Like I being think, inside of that perspective? I think so. I think it feeds. I, I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but <clears throat> I, because I just said about the bad day thing, like, uh, like Anna knows what was going on with me yesterday, but I um, <clears throat> I woke up to like really bad news, like and and it's weird how fast my brain went to thinking about that episode of hearing like oh like Eric never has a bad day, mm. and I was like <clears throat> I was like like I had every reason to fucking sit and sulk and have a bad day yesterday. The 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 first girl I was ever in a long term relationship with, uh, she passed away at like six a.m. yesterday. And um, I, Sorry to hear that. I got the news right when I got home from class. So I was like, you know, I was like amped up after sparring and everything. And I think if I hadn't just trained, I might have reacted differently. But because I had all this physical angst already out, like I went and ran before class and then we went pretty hard. So like I was like kind of physically exhausted already. But um, like I said, I sat there and like, you know, I was like, fuck, I knew this person for 
18 years and uh and she like took care of my nieces even after we broke up she lived with my sister for a bit and um like my brain went through that process of like like i i'm not gonna sit here and just like feel shitty all day you know so uh but what ended up happening was like everybody that i hadn't talked to for the last five to ten years started calling me out of the blue to check on me and like it just like um I don't know, I started to see the blessing in the situation of, like, I got to reconnect with old friends and, like, you know, we're all sharing these memories and everything. And, like, I went to the grocery store and for a split second, like, I felt a little bit emotional and my brain started doing that thing that both of you guys are describing where I started stepping out of myself. I started stepping out of my body and kind of time started to slow down a little bit and I was like why am I sad I'm not the one that died I'm not the one that you know I'm not I'm not her daughters I'm not her her boyfriend her family like I had this connection I should just be celebrating you know whatever good things positive things about this person's life and uh like instantly like that like everything flipped around and I was just like I was of course I was still sad you know like I saw this like emotion in my in my body but I was just like life's not so bad you know mm -hmm. i still i'm still here to experience another day why waste a, 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 an opportunity today on on somebody else leaving you know so uh yeah i turned it into a celebration versus sulking and being fucking upset and sad all day and uh i do credit this podcast quite a bit for for being able to <laughs> yeah. snap out of things like that yeah that's when you yeah. get tested like do you really you know mm -hmm. do, do you really have like a way to like you know make a, a situation like that good mm -hmm. you know like if if you're the type of person that's like oh you know i found these like exercises these methods yeah. work or yeah, whatever believe in you know what i mean but it's like when some about. real shit goes down yeah. that's when you're like mm, how much do you, you know what I mean? like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the test right you know yeah. that's what i was saying a, a while back like i try to put myself in situations that are really going to challenge to see if you're even right are you capable of doing that? And if you're not, hopefully you'll reevaluate, mm -hmm. figure out how to become capable and hit it again and not just quit. But mm -hmm. I yeah. think that, you know, um, fuck man, that's, mm -hmm. if, if you don't challenge it, if you don't yeah. test it, if you don't yeah. put it to right. that, yeah. you know, that yeah. goes to that, again, even that like concept of the monk, right? Or the mm. monk trying to reach enlightenment and mm. the person who experienced life, maybe they were a warrior the or whatever, yeah, and yeah. tried mm -hmm. to reach enlightenment. I mean, yeah. one, he never really tested. Maybe the whole life is a test. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you're giving in to follow yeah. that path, but the you don't paths, test it like yeah. the other person does, you mm -hmm. know? And, yeah. um, Mm -hmm. But so many people, when they have a belief like that, right? So if you have a belief like that and you really get challenged on it and you don't quite succeed with it, I think a lot of people lie to themselves, though, still. And instead of trying to figure out what mechanism or what they need to add or what they need to change to make that a reality, they just pretend and I think that that's what's going on with this whole situation because it's like scary for people to be wrong or to, you know, fail or to look bad or to, you know, whatever challenges those, you know, challenges that ego and that mindset. And, you know, that's where I think what this is about. Here's another one. Okay. A man who has nothing which he is willing to fight for 
nothing which he cares more about than he does about his own personal safety, is a miserable creature who has no chance of being free unless made so by the exertions of better men than himself. And this is my opinion, and I believe it to be true. When you look at history, right, all things that are great are done by people who risked, right, who took great risks and who put it out there. And so this mentality that we've got and when we, you know, assign words like miserable and weakness and cowardice and, you know, fearful, I mean, they all kind of fit into the same area. And it goes back to that first quote, in my opinion. So if you make yourself vulnerable, if vulnerable is what your quality, you know, your, your driving um, belief system surrounds, then all of those negatives, weakness, miserable is going to get in there because you're fucking vulnerable to it, right? And people think that, again, vulnerability is associated with yielding or with fucking that mindset, right? Soft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But fuck, man. But the word itself means like... um you know, it's vulnerable, like it's not strong, it's not reinforced, it's not, it's just... Yeah, but it's, just. But, it's the word itself. but it's sensitive, though. But, yeah. but that's what you I'm know, saying, yeah. if you're vulnerable, uh-huh. that's the only the belief that you can have, is that uh-huh. that's what it's, makes you, yeah. because you're so fragile, feel better about yourself. how sensitive does it make you, like, well, is it yeah, yeah. so much so that you start lacking sensitivity well so See, i uh, agree with that yeah, yeah. That so so i'm just I'm, I'm devil advocating again but there's but I, I do believe this balance exists and i do believe that even vulnerability like so if we talk in jujitsu you talk about that sensitiveness mm-hmm. aspect mm-hmm. and if you're just a brute fucking you know smashing you don't learn anything for one and you don't notice what that person's doing right. So the vulnerableness as a good thing would be when you don't have a shell. You put a shell up, it's oftentimes it's like an ideology. It's a a lie to yourself. There's a lot of things used to protect yourself from the world. But once, you know, maybe like symbolically, you you remove the shell and now you're open to new experience, right? Because if you think you know what's up with the world, that's a wall. Mm-hmm. Right. And you don't you're not sensitive to possibility. Right. That, you know, you can miss things. Right. You might. But I don't mm-hmm. I don't know that vulnerability mm-hmm. falls in that because it, okay. this is my idea with it. Right. A warrior, somebody who is a whole warrior understands they have vulnerabilities. Yeah. Vulnerabilities are motivators. They're builders. When you look at it from that perspective, it's not like I'm openly expressing my vulnerability. That fucking lame shit. You're right. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people associate okay, yeah. being vulnerable, being open to certain things, but that is not, <laughs> it's like, it's not just being open, because I can be open to something without necessarily being that vulnerable. But, but look at how you are. I mean, you're fucking legit on the mat. And, you know, when we talked about character, right? You know, I saw that in you fucking, again, right away that, ooh, man, this chick is fucking, you know, even though you were all like granola <laughs> she was this super liberal coming out of Portland, 
like I did not live Grinnell, in Portland. I lived in Seattle. Seattle, whatever. Grinnell. But the the thing about it is, like you you had that idea when you started of that vulnerability, okay? But I think you learned pretty quick that that's not like that's a superficial vulnerability because again, if vulnerability is to get in, then anything can get in. Yeah, you gotta I have challenge. a filter. Well, so is it is it the opposite of openness, you know? Like you're just open to everything, which, you know, there's... But then you're, like you're, def- you're, open you're doing nothing. it in a defenseless Some, yeah, 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 yeah. But there's, so it's like open and closed. Uh-huh. It's like you either have a shell or you're just like in the open. And there's good things to both aspects. Well, I think right? a lot of times what you see with people who are open mm-hmm. is that they got a whole... Well, they're too right open. The other side, yeah. so it just goes in. But then other people are like way too closed off. And you know what I mean? And they're but all again, rigid and that, something. <laughs> that's somebody who is vulnerable too. Mm. When we talk about vulnerability, if you only come at me hard, right? If we're sparring and that's yeah. the only thing you do, you're vulnerable as fuck. Okay, interesting. I mean, nice. there's, mm-hmm. I've already formulated a plan right. and I'm going to fucking defeat you with skill and angles and timing and all of those things that we talk about that are superior to that, right? right. So. That's what I'm saying. This idea of vulnerability that you're openly vulnerable is a load of fucking shit. It's like that doesn't make you more, you know, virtuous or any of that. It doesn't even make you open to more ideas. You got to be strong to challenge ideas. And those are the filters of all the shit that's coming into your vulnerable fucking openness, right? You know what I'm saying? You put that's your strength, that's your skills, that's the things that you've honed. And Again, the, the person who is that, you know, kind of whole person who takes on being strong as well as being sensitive, they understand that it's got to be a, a relationship, not I'm vulnerable. Because, again, if you're vulnerable, you're okay. fucking just what this can, quote can was we, saying. Can, can I do the word? Yeah. Supposedly it comes from the Latin wound. Wound. Yeah, exactly. yeah, which is interesting. To wound, it got added to in Latin. Um, and then like a quick definition was susceptible to physical or emotional attack or harm. Um, yeah. So maybe the thing to do would be like the etymology too. Um, so in that way, like, but it does, you know, I still think there's like these hidden virtues in there. Like, of you ever heard of the, um, uh, the wounded healer, which is like a, an idea like that, let's say like the shamanistic type of person mm-hmm. is a person who oftentimes were like really sick when they were young, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then they grow up and because they've gone through that pain and suffering, they're now able to help others alleviate their pain it's and suffering. Exactly, but that's mm-hmm. what I'm but saying. But he worked through You got to go through those. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it means, yeah. with it, used it, mm-hmm. benefited from yeah. it. To wound, hurt, injure, maim. Um, wound again from pluck, tear, strike, wound. Yeah. To wound. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. So, mm-hmm. lesson of the day don't be fucking vulnerable. <laughs> right? Be pliable. Uh, co- yeah. Well, coexist with I, I think, yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. be healthily so, both things. Mm-hmm. Right? Because um, cause what about music and stuff? Like, there's vulnerability. Like, if you're, like, what does that mean when someone Getting says on stage. that? 
I mean, okay, that, that's well. the way I think about it. Like, that's the most vulnerable moment with music is when you're on mm-hmm. stage. Maybe. But what if someone says, song, but. "What if someone says to you something like, um, I like this musician because they're vulnerable.'" Like, what does that mean? I don't know. It seems like a yeah, lazy statement. Yeah, so. yeah, I okay. think they're that's... saying like they're emotional or they like play on emotions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I. I okay, but that's yeah. a ridiculous yeah. statement because again, I, I agree with you with what you're saying. I'm saying it's ridiculous just because a lot of music is played on emotions. Even if you're looking at fucking thrash metal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. rage, anger, those things are emotions, really? and they're not necessarily unhealthy emotions they're just you know emotions part of the range yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. the the whole fucking range of it Mm -hmm. so but that's what i'm saying like people want to be so fucking virtuous they want to make themselves so deep and it's like if you're deep my opinion Mm -hmm. you will go on those journeys of self-discovery and struggle and building yourself up first and when you built yourself up first like the wounded healer we were just talking about, mm. then you've got the ability to share that with others. But if you haven't gone through it, and that's what this fucking social justice bullshit movement is about, is they haven't gone through it, so their really shitty ideas are, there. there's no success behind their ideas. You gotta look at, again, so we talked about being in a bad place at the bottom, right? Just a few minutes ago. Well, there's going to be people who are down in that place, but you can pull people out of that. It's not a locked place. Mm. But if you look at, I've been in a really bad part of Africa and there's really worse off sections than others. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Same thing here in America, right? But the really worse off sections in America are, you know, like multiple times better than the really bad places in Africa. So there's still levels to, to these places. Right. So it, it's not going to change. You can't come down and say, oh, we're going to change this mm-hmm. for everybody right. because it all it's going to be is another, mm-hmm. you know, version of that. How about this? What, what, you know how they want to deconstruct everything? They even want to deconstruct the fact that life is like violent and terrible like there's like that aspect of life you'd like to say the primal or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah like that shit they want to like deconstruct that but that's like a part of cells the cells are all eating each other fucking tearing each other up or whatever but that's where (laughs) again so we go back to covid we go back to all of this stuff that isn't necessarily scientific data it wrecks the fucking spirit because that's what it wrecks. It wrecks the savageness. It wrecks the primal. It wrecks all of these things that make us a whole person. And so what happens when somebody's gonna be masked, they've gotta be sedated to some degree. There's a lot of stuff that's happening in the holistic world of supplements and things that are supposed to be pretty good for you that have good track records of being removed from you know, the shelves where the FDA is pulling them off, the FDA is saying things about them. And it's like, you could draw this conclusion to some degree without being a radical that's saying, wow, there is a really strong push to keep us attached to the medical system and to keep us in that mode. Because again, you mask up, you take a vaccine. If people really look at this vaccine, I'm not saying it's bad, I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying you could 
very well look at the numbers in hospitals and say, wow, the overwhelming number of people in the hospitals that are having severe reactions are overweight, have multiple comorbidities. And you could draw a conclusion and say, well, to minimize my reaction to that, I could get in shape or I could take a vaccine, right? But it shouldn't be that the vaccine is the answer because I think all of us here at this table, I don't know if you guys are vaccinated. You don't know if I'm vaccinated. We don't talk about that shit. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? We might say, well, what I did is I went the route of building up my immune system and that's going to give me an edge. The, the, yeah. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. the same type of level of protection mm -hmm. that the person who doesn't want to build up their immune system and get in shape is taking with the vaccine. But I got to say, the medical system and the fucking science has gotten it wrong for a long time with a lot of these preservatives in our foods, mm -hmm. a lot of the fucking GMO foods, mm -hmm. a lot of the medications that they prescribe that mm -hmm. they use off label mm -hmm. or that really causes worse problems than what I they're trying someone, to. I just learned to put their dog on SSRIs. Yeah. What? Because uh, they're like, and she's like, what he's been kind of depressed and I'm thinking about changing his, his medication. Is this person, t does that person <laughs> tend to be anxious or depressed? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she's been on antidepressants for 30 years or something. Yeah, that explains yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, that stuff's uh, supposed to be used for short periods of times. Yeah. Right? And so they've gotten it so wrong. The hard part is with those is like, uh, I can't like prove anything. Sure. Yeah, I mean, my intuitions as when I was prescribed it as a yeah. kid was this isn't right. Yes. I didn't like it, which we've talked about. Um, and But now I can't say that, you know, I see everybody else on it and I think it's a bad idea because they could have been doing other things to, to get rid of that depression. But you get to say it you, for yourself. I can say it for myself and, and I do and believe that's, that's true. That's yeah. what they're trying mm. to remove, though, is your ability to say for yourself. Because for and maybe me, that's where it really crosses the line. One hundred percent. Like it's like you could have an out of control caringness and a you know that as, it can be out of control and out of balance. But what that thing will eventually do is try to you, you know what it is? It's fucking iRobot. I just watched that the other day with Phoenix. Yeah. So the rules are you can't hurt humans. <laughs> you can't hurt other robots if they're you know if they're hurting you. You know you have to help. A human if another robot's hurting a human you're right whatever there's one more whatever they are and the end conclusion is we have to control all humans the the ai mm -hmm. is like because i'm supposed to help humans rule number one help all humans because of that i have to take control of the whole city and they fucking go in shooting the cops and shit some badass action scenes in that movie <laughs> um and uh, uh so it has to control everything to to, to help and to keep them safe yeah Right, and so, what their interpretation yeah. of safe is. Right, so maybe it's like that that side of things, the liberal caring side versus the self uh, responsibility side. Mm -hmm. It can even be a little out of balance, and it's okay. But once it starts like taking control of mm -hmm. everything, that's like the line. But then Something you like you ask when we use that word care, because I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, they don't fucking care, right? Because if care was a factor. What about caring for my beliefs? Hmm. What about caring? Well, what would you call that value then that they're that they're acting upon to like fear? You know, I call it 
Because they're, they're looking at people and they're looking at groups of people. Mm-hmm. They're thinking social contract. Yeah. I should, as a responsibility, get vaccinated for everybody else. They're like, it's like that kind of an angle. Mm-hmm. We should, uh, you know, whatever, you know, welfare, mm-hmm. the cops, defund, what, all that I stuff. Mean, I call right? it you know what I mean? It's like, man. <laughs> Seriously, because they're not challenging their fucking beliefs. Because if you look at a vaccine, right? Again, we look at a vaccine. We say the vaccine is gonna protect me. Well, then if you're protected, then what the fuck do you care? If your family's protected, right. then what do you care? Mm-hmm. Then, then where is That's the a good question. whole like, okay, then they why would do I say, have to get- They would say, because we have to look at the group and the society and the whole country. Right, right? That's, but, that's but here's then we go people back to this. can't take it, right? There's people who can't take it, mm-hmm. and here's the thing though, they say that it passes through animals. If it passes through animals, then it's not going anywhere. So then it's not a vaccine that you're taking because people keep saying like, look at polio or smallpox. We took vaccines for that. And right. you know, you know, it have you seen that fucking meme where that little kid is like, mommy, why don't I have a scar like that? And she's like, because we took our vaccines, right? And it's okay. drawing it to the smallpox or polio vaccine, okay. whatever. Uh-huh. But it's not the same thing because those right. were eradicated because it was only and it's, transmitted it's also different humans. in those ones. Yeah, right. It can go and get it, those can't get into animals, yeah. which is an interesting argument. There's another thing too that those are like one-time things. Mm-hmm. They don't require a booster. I don't understand right. like what the difference so, is or whatever. So here's this mm-hmm. booster now coming out, but I've never gotten a flu shot. I got one in the military, and then I think one I got out of the military. Those were mm-hmm. my only two flu shots. But mm-hmm. for 25 years or whatever it might be, um, I haven't had a flu shot. I've never gotten the flu, and I've seen many people with the flu shot getting the the flu. You know what I read about against it? You can get it. You can get it, but right. I read the like some studies. Mm -hmm. You know, just like you wonder what these studies are like, right? And one was a mask study, and I can't read these things Mm -hmm. well. It's confusing (laughs) as fuck. But it was something like they had like a bunch of robots in a room, or maybe Mm -hmm. they were even dummies with like a meter inside Mm -hmm. of them. I didn't quite. That's why I didn't quite understand. Like, Mm -hmm. or it was just a machine like on tables, like spaced out some some distance. It's like it's a classroom or something. Mm. And then they put a mask on the machines, and maybe they put a not. They don't have a mask on the other Mm -hmm. machines, and then they like release COVID in the air somehow or something. I don't know how it works. Right. Um, Maybe some particles that they can tell is like the same size, right? And then if it goes through the mask you know they say oh it went through or didn't go through or whatever and they take data and then they conclude that these people got covid um yeah i mean it's like that's the study but it doesn't include like uh immune systems it doesn't include like what happens once some virus gets in Mm -hmm. like and that's what's hard about these arguments the viral load that right yeah yeah. and how much yeah you know how much like health does have you uh, have you guys seen in the hot summer, a portly fella breathing through a mask. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys seen that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's fucking, they're like gasping a lot of times. Yeah. So how much more are they expelling out than they would if they didn't have mm-hmm. that fucking mask on in it's the first question. place? Mm-hmm. Right? It's a good question. And if you double mask, mm-hmm. like Fauci right. yeah, said, yeah. well, they're going to fucking die. Right. <laughs> I mean, and literally, yeah. I've seen guys sucking in their masks, like... <laughs> Another, another thing I thought about too is like, does anybody take into account the pressure that builds sometimes in those? And so, like, if the size of the holes are different, but the mask is super tight, mm. wouldn't it 
projectile actually further because there's a little mm. bit of resistance first and now it's it's yeah. living in fear last one we were just talking okay. about i got it we should stop in like five minutes all right so this will be it on my end we tend to deprive deprive excuse me the bold risk takers who spur safety of the fulfillness of their lives in order to support the smallest of our own can, can you say the it again i'm sorry can you say what we tend to deprive the bold risk takers who spur safety of the fulfillness of their lives in order to support the smallness mm. of our own. Mm. Right? Mm. And so, again, by because of your fear, mm. limiting what or, someone or else can do. inability and stuff mm-hmm. like that too, right? Yeah. Your mm. need for safety, your need for, you know... Um, well, it's interesting how much we do depend on like all these like really smart, hardworking people. That that's why our electricity turns on. That's why the car works mm-hmm. every day. And I depend on all those people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there is this like whole structure that's built up by people that take risks and mm-hmm. and do the work and are naturally gifted and all those things. And so we all like benefit even at some at some level from all that stuff. Right. right. Yeah. And trying to mute it, trying to prevent mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what's weird again. It's like you, you have that one side where you like people do end up on the bottom and like what do you do with them? And I do feel like there's a a need to take care of that. Sure. As you know, and then you have this other side where you have like badass people. And there there's badass people. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. right, I imagine like I've never met a billionaire mm-hmm. or a f- super badass like I mean I, I guess I have met some like great like musicians and artists. Um but I, you know, the the difference is huge, right? Between like honestly myself and them, you know what I mean? Like uh, it's like, or just like you compare anybody to those people, like to Elon Musk. Like, what the fuck is that guy doing? Like I was telling you, I'm talking to my friend who's making a rover for Lockheed yeah, Martin, yeah. and they're just like, what's up with fucking uh, uh, SpaceX? You know, they can take all these risks. It's such like a fast, all all these like amazing things, and then at the same time, the Teslas are like the fastest car ever made. Meanwhile, he's never put out one <laughs> single Tesla advertisement. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. I didn't see another cool thing. So, but you know what I mean? So it's like that does happen at the same time in culture. People are amazing. And, and like you're saying, if you do take away freedom and, 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 and instead try to make everybody safe, you do limit those people to do what they could do. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, look at North mm-hmm. Korea. I mean, do you guys like has anything that pops out in your mind of innovation or technology or whatever. It's pretty innovative. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. South South Korea. Korea. It's pretty innovative how fucking, like, how cool that is yeah. to, like, generations of people. Well, like, I think you know Stalin I mean? did that. <laughs> but I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so there's right. nothing good that comes from living. I mean, you don't yeah, yeah. hear of, like, oh, my God, these were, yeah, yeah. like, super. Have you ever thought about, like, how innovative America is? Yeah. Like, like. Check this out, like just to go through it real quick. Like if you think technology, right? The car, the airplane, the computer, mm-hmm. the internet, the atomic bomb, you know what I mean? Like everything that like is was that changed the world mm-hmm. in the past hundred years. Every almost every type of music. Printing press. Uh right, yeah, printing press. No, that was China. Was that? Yeah, that was like wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well uh, <laughs> anyway. what was the yeah. uh, Mm. It's probably yeah another one you're thinking of. Yeah, I was thinking of something else. Mm. Yeah, so it is amazing. Why is that? 
You know, why was it that this mm-hmm. place was so... Same with, like, culture. Everybody exports American culture. Movies. Movies mm-hmm. are the... Sh- like, you know, it's like, cool, like Korean movies are cool or whatever, but, you know, come on. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. So, what is it? And and you could you can make the argument it's the freedom. You can, you can make yeah. that argument. To, yeah. I, t- mm-hmm. I think that that's the... Yeah. Well, I think that in the responsibility to possess that freedom and that's i think the biggest thing that we're trying to kill right is i think by again going back to this first one talking about fucking vulnerability right and fear those are the things that take away that spirit right i think that the spirit is what's the badass part of it i mean this is i think the u.s military is the most powerful military in the world because it's volunteers i mean when i was in it's all fucking young guys that wanted to go to war it's not like they were bloodthirsty it's they wanted to fucking put themselves out there they wanted to experience that you know it's like mma we're talking about innovation i mean mma Mm. really like started to flourish here you know um and Mm. you don't see a ton of guys at least in america that you know they had no other choice that this was their out in life Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of guys that just like to fucking fight, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's a cool thing when it's that choice. And, you know, I think that that spirit is what's important. And that's why I think that this current, you know, woke bullshit, this stuff is so fucking bad because it takes away that drive. And we're generationally removing that because... Yeah. You know, my generation, man, we fucked it up, I think, because we were soft as fuck, and it's only gotten softer from here. You know, you can't say the wars really changed a whole lot because that's a tiny percent of people that go to war, right? Mm-hmm. So, or that went to these wars. Yeah. So, on a greater whole. Mm-hmm. So, again, going back to the lesson of the day, fuck your vulnerability. <laughs> Word. Anything? Yeah. Um, I, I was just thinking, I wonder if people are masking or confusing vulnerability with your ability to assert or own your emotions. So, like, they have to do it in such an indirect way that almost causes, like, I don't know, I think with the cloak of being vulnerable, they're stating or owning to some degree, because I know that most of these people are not very um, autonomous in some <laughs> regards. <laughs> but, um, you know, just I just wonder, is it a way for people to be open about their feelings and emotions while also feeling better about themselves? Which is such a convoluted thing because, then, you know, you have people who have depression, who have anxiety, etc. But I don't know. I was just wondering. <laughs> I think it's fad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it does make them feel better about themselves. I think yeah, that's true, like, too. So. You get social mm-hmm. points, I mean. You do. Mm-hmm. That's right. There you go. That's because what you get. Because you're special right. and yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not comparing yourself mm-hmm. to other people. You're not gaining perspective. You're not. Right. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to add for anybody that might be on the side of vaccines are the only way and needs more info i thought it was really interesting yesterday i decided to browse on pubmed and just see if there's any you know if they were even publishing the conflicting uh the counter arguments or whatever 
um, and it's all there. I mean, the, on the first page, the first article that was there was the use of vitamin D to treat COVID and suggesting that it should be implemented as a preventative and as a treatment in hospitals as well as zinc and then uh there was an article actually supporting that this vaccine is perpetuating uh these variants because it's not a complete cure it's actually creating a stable environment for the virus to mutate to mutate right, right, yeah. right. what's that selection what's after epsilon uh theta grape god or grape poison <laughs> was it they got it Right on. All right, we good? Instagram. Mm, that's right. Facebook. YouTube. A 20. Follow us. Nice. Look.